0: My name is Emeralds Carter, and we are here with... Taranelle Rumber, a Brooklyn resident for life. And we are going to hear her Brooklyn life resident story. Well, I was born in Kings County. Um, My mother and father is Dorothy and George. Um, I love Brooklyn. Um, I've always felt connected at home. Loved. Um, mm. My parents was hard working people. My dad just died. No, no disrespect, Um, my parents was hardworking working people, and they showed me how to love, how to be educated, take people for who they are, not the color of their skin. My dad, I love so much, and he was a good man. You know, I come to realize there's no book in raising kids. You, God, give us the grace and the glory to be the ability to learn. And that's what he gives us. He, you know, I I started off this way because who I am is where I came from. And my mother is a loving, giving person. And I love them. And I'm thankful that God picked them to be my parents. They allowed me to make mistakes, correct me on them, and gave me the tools to come in this world and be who I am, who is a black single woman who raised two beautiful children. And they are beautiful, they're a gift, and I let them Explore life. They both graduated from school. Um, My daughter is in college upstate. My son works because he just said he didn't want to go back. But he will eventually because he likes to learn. So, but everybody has to take their own steps in the way they get where they're going. My Brooklyn story. I was born in Kings County. One of the best hospitals in Brooklyn, no matter how much you talk about it, but it's one of the best hospitals, best doctors, and they create good people. Um, I grew up in Crown Heights for the best part of my life. Um, she had a way. Uh, yeah, I grew up in Brooklyn, and I love Brooklyn. Like Brooklyn is no other place. I grew up in a neighborhood where there was a diversity of colors. I grew up in Orthodox Jews lived on Eastern Parkway. Blacks lived on the other side, but then you have blacks on Eastern Parkway as well. We didn't have racism. I never knew what racism was. I knew that it existed in the world, but as a kid growing up, I didn't know what that was. Everybody was everybody, you know what I'm saying? We all lived in the same neighborhood. We all was poor together or middle class. You don't even see that anymore because there's not no middle class. You know, middle class is what people call poor now. I don't, I'm not, I wasn't, I don't know what that is, you know? Um, my friends, we all grew up together as a unit. We had disagreements, but we never wanted to kill each other. We played on a church, St. Gregory's Church on St. John's and Brooklyn Avenue. That was our hangout. Seriously, Father God is my God and I love him. But we hung out over there, like played hours. And our parents knew where we was, like, They didn't have to look for us we didn't have beepers and cell phones and all that other stuff you had time to be a kid my kid my childhood was beautiful i enjoyed it and so when i had kids in the 90s things had changed kids wasn't being kids they was trying to be grown i wanted my kids to know that they could be kids. So I taught them how to be kids. Took them to the park, gave them books. We had the children museum right down the block. Brooklyn has everything. Let's just get that together. People don't realize that we have so much culture here, so much diversity, and so much love and unity that people are afraid to even endeavor into Brooklyn, but once they get here, they don't want to leave. So that's why we have so much culture coming now, making rent really high, which ain't good. But I love, I embrace them as well because it makes life good, and that's how Brooklyn is evolving, It's keep turning. I grew up with my brother and my sister in a household which sounds crazy because I, I grew up with my mother and my father my whole life. They was married, they was working people. No they wasn't on welfare. you know what I'm saying? None of that. They, they went they graduated from school. My father, you know, my father was a black Negro League baseball player. He was one of the first one of the first three black men who played in Ebbets field for the Brooklyn Dodgers. You know, and you wouldn't know that by looking at me. I um Wallace D Muhammad is is was is a family friend was my my cousins are Muslims, and, and we used to go to the mosque and you know Muhammad Ali when he 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 just died and it brought back so many memories. You understand what I'm saying to you of what was going on. When he turned his name, when he turned 125th Street into the Muslim? you know, black took over in a positive way that day. And he stood there and announced that his name was Muhammad Ali and no more. he He answered to Cassius Clay, and he united black people that day even whether you was in full garment like my cousins, Donna, Selena, Cynthia, Michael, they was in full garment. And I was just normal in my normal clothes, you know? But I remember that. Pause that for one second, please. Muhammad Ali just died the other day. And it brought back so many memories and so many good men died this year that was a that did it was a lot in my life. <laughs> Mr. T hate that too um great people that showed us that we can be anything that we wanted to be. My dad was one. He told me that I could be anything. That people died for for me to be able to be free. My grandma Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry thinking about Brooklyn so much love. Brooklyn is a loving problem, more than people realize. There's so much history here. Um, My best memory, one of my fondest, Labor Day. I was 10 years old. I had just moved on Brooklyn Avenue between St. John's and Lincoln. Crying. July 4th, we moved there July 1st, but July 4th, you know. But September came and it was time for carnival. The man who ran the carnival lived around the corner and they used to have um, like a celebration at the Brooklyn Museum on Eastern Parkway in Washington. And he gave us tickets to go. I was 10 years old. Now, being that I'm 50 now, it was different. Because you saying, House Mike gave a 10 year old some tickets. But it was different. It wasn't that you was 10. It was, you was celebrating, and I okay, got, you could say, your parents didn't worry about people trying to hurt you. you that's the best way I can look at it. You, you didn't think that your kid was going outside and that you wouldn't see them, you know? It, it wasn't like that. When they say a village raids you, my neighborhood was that village. Every kid over there, we all felt like we was family, you know? And the grown people chastised us like we was family, loved us the same way. And I went upstairs and I told my dad, the man around corner game has a ticket to go to the show. And he was like, I said, some West Indian something. And he was like, well, go on there and ask your mama, right? Well, who y'all going? And he explained everything. And I went to my mama, and she said, well, you got to go. If your daddy say you can go, then you can go. You know, you went back and forth with your parents. Like, they both said yeah, but it was like you needed that confirm, like if one said this and one each one kept saying So you was like so I said to them, Well, he said yeah. She said yeah. So he then it was they went around the corner. My father went around the corner to the to the manhouse and he explained it and he said, Oh no, they gonna call my wife and you know, because they play with my kids, because we used to play with these kids. We didn't know, you know, you you cared about people's parents back then, you just respected them, you didn't, you know. It was the best time I ever had, ever. There was people, music, love fancy clothes, and love drinking, smoking, just dancing, wine up, eating. Oh my god, rotis and curry goods, steamed chicken, everything. Stars, bougie bantam. Um, oh my god, Shabarangs. Um. Oh, my God, Ninja Man. Oh. <laughs> we stayed out until the morning. We wasn't even tired because the next day, it was stuff going on, you know. And we hung out that whole weekend. And me and my girlfriend, Monette, Monette Harris, we've been friends since we was nine years old. We 50. <laughs> It's still my friend. It's still my girlfriend. It's still we, you know? And we talk about that all the time, about that day. I just say that to live here, bring your heart, open your mind, and don't be afraid to go to the park where you see people playing music and or go down to Head Bay where the boats are and the people are fishing and, you know, it's a different life down there, but they, they accept you and it's beautiful. I've never went anywhere in Brooklyn and felt out of place. I guess that's what I have to say. I, just, I love it here. I think that we need to find more things for kids to do. I think we need to take back our children. I think we need to let them know that it's okay to go play outside. You ain't got to be grown. You don't have to. Take your time. You're going to be grown a long time, then you're going to be a kid. I was happy to be a kid. And my parents allowed me to be one. And I allow my kids to be kids. They enjoy going, doing stuff, sitting down, playing. And when I say playing, playing with each other, you know, laughing, joking around, just playing. Talk to her. We need to talk to our kids. We need to let them know that we wasn't perfect and that we had mistakes. But we need to talk more, set boundaries. We had boundaries. We had structure. When your kid come inside with brand new sneakers that you know that you can't afford, stop them at the door. Find out. Take them off their feet. Take control of our kids so they can experience the real part of where they live. Brooklyn is nice. And there's so much stuff going on. But so many kids are so afraid. So I would love to say to our Brooklyn mothers, New York mothers, mothers all over, let's take back our kids. Show them how we grew up. And if we didn't, if you didn't grow up the way that was that good for you. Make it better for them. Do what you wanted to do with your kids that you didn't get to do with your mama or your dad. Protect them. Let them know that cell phones, designer bags, designer clothes, is not going to make them. That hitting that book, practicing to learn how to play an instrument Learning how to pronounce words, being that poet, being that artist, being that person that God created them to be, that they, that little person that's inside that be sitting there coming out when they by themselves and they afraid to let other people see that. Let them shine. Tell them it's okay to shine. Tell them it's okay that you can't read that well, but baby, I'm going to help you because I can't neither. Inspire them to be up a rock, to be a Serena, to be a Michael Jordan, to be a Magic. You know what I'm saying? I want them to be a Bill Gates. You understand what I'm saying? I want you, you know how to make, do play games, make your own game. Use your mind. It's what I inspire for our kids.